0: Welcome to the second episode of the What If video podcast. Today's episode is really special to me. My friend Michelle Cross is joining me, and we're going to talk about grief. Who would you be if you weren't grieving, or if you didn't go through grief, or if you haven't suffered a loss? And Michelle shares her incredible story. She lost both of her parents separately at a very young age. Her faith in God during this time, like, it has encouraged me so much. I share a little bit in this podcast about a loss that I had also. Um, But you know, as I was talking, having this conversation with Michelle, I just, I didn't have that faith like she had in God. She had such a beautiful picture of heaven and where her mom and where her dad are now. and, And I didn't have that. So I just hope that this encourages you I hope that Michelle's um, faith and idea of heaven and what what she just pictures where her parents are um, just really, really encourages your heart. I don't know if maybe you're suffering loss right now or, you know, unfortunately, we're all going to at some point. So maybe this episode is something to turn back to when you are going through a season of grieving and it's, it's a harder episode. It's, it's a harder topic but it's so needed because the Lord grieves with us and He hears us when we're brokenhearted. So join me in the studio as I have this really incredible conversation with my good friend, Michelle. I'm so excited that you reached out and you're willing to share your story. And I just think it's so neat. Like I came to you because I needed a treadmill and you happened to be at the gym. And it's just so cool how like, who would have thought you know, right. like I just, I was pregnant and I, they kicked me out of my spin gym basically. Right. And so I just needed somebody with a treadmill and you guys had one. And now like, what, a year or so later, mm-hmm. divine, divine right. connections. Cause right. I didn't even know that about you. And when we right. first met, we had friends in common, which right. was like just what? so bizarre. Yes. Anyway. That was so, so great. That was great. I'm just thankful yeah. that you're willing to share your story. And, um, we're going to talk about grief today, which is, um, a really hard subject, but, mm-hmm. I have my hope that at the end of this, like that we can help people if they're stuck there, yes. you know, like right. kind of give them some tools to move past that. Right. So would you be willing to maybe just share a little bit of your story? Sure. Okay.
1: Yes. So a little foundation, I um, I grew up in Wisconsin mm-hmm. and in a Christian home and had wonderful parents. I am the youngest of three. I have a brother and a sister. And um at twenty six my mom um, was at work. she was um, an r n at an elementary school and collapsed at work um, We're not exactly sure exact we're not exactly sure what happened um to her um we think maybe a, like a pulmonary embolism she had never uh regained consciousness after that mm-hmm. incident and um you know we were praying and um believing and and hoping that there would be a a miracle but it didn't it didn't happen um so when i was 26 i lost my mom i'm sorry and it's okay you know i i i constantly think about the scripture um to be absent from the bodies to be present with the lord and i remember people saying to me through that whole process well she's in a better place she's in a better place and For me, I'm thinking she's in the best place. If she's not here, she's in the best place. She's with the Lord, you know? Mm -hmm. So very thankful that I have that assurance and that confidence that I will see her again.
0: Absolutely. um,
1: Which is so great. So, um, And and it brings you a lot of peace through the whole process. Um, And then um, my parents were still married and that happened, of course, and um, I think at that point they'd been been married almost 30 years. And um, about, Five years later, my dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer Mm -hmm. and did okay for a few years. And then it kind of came back with a vengeance. It's a very slow moving cancer. Um, And uh, in 2014, so 10 years after my mom passed away, my dad passed away. Mm -hmm. And a couple of things that was so interesting, especially going through the, the first time with my mom is she had no cognitive function but she was still alive Mm -hmm. because she'd been resuscitated. And um, I prayed. I was like, Lord, I just, I really wanna be there when she comes home to be with you. Mm -hmm. And as hard as that was to actually pray, sometimes those prayers, you're just like, oh. Mm -hmm. Um, He honored that. And when my mom, I was in the room with um, her best friend and my sister-in-law and I, when, she, when I knew she was gone, I just threw my hands up uh, in the air and I just said, thank you, Lord. Thank you for my mom. Thank you that I had 26 years with her. Thank you that she loves you, that I can see her again. And uh, that was such a blessing. So then through that process, I was like, you know, I need to pray for the same thing for my dad. And the same thing happened with my dad. Um, I was there with my brother, my sister, and my husband. And it was, it's so emotional. But yet it's this amazingly beautiful moment because you know that this is not the end you know there's they're still alive, just in a different form, <laughs> and um we'll see them again, mm-hmm. which is so beautiful that so nice.
0: that's incredible and i'm yeah. I'm just so grateful to God that he gave you those two moments that because i I just can't imagine i I still have both of my parents you know we just mm-hmm. um I just my grandma passed away, but she was 99. Mm-hmm. You know, she was so ready to go. Yes. Um, but at 99, you're kind of able to prepare also. You know, sure. like at that point, I, you know, I knew that she wasn't gonna continue to live forever, Right. Um, but even being 38 at this stage with my parents being in their 60s, mm-hmm. like I wouldn't be prepared for that, you know? Right. So um, I just, I, I love that, I'm so grateful that you had the Lord Mm -hmm. because there's so many people that I know that are dealing with grief or loss that they don't have that hope. Right. And that when somebody might say to them, they're in a better place, like Mm -hmm. that is like a knife. Like, no, how dare you? Right. Exactly. How dare you? Yeah. The Lord, your good God took them from me. Right. You know, like, I feel like that's more common to hear. And sometimes even for believers, because we, like you said, you were praying and you didn't get the outcome that you had hoped for. Right. And I think that that's something that can be really hard is when someone we love is going through something and we pray and believe and have faith for Mm -hmm. this outcome. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't happen that way. And we claim to the scriptures that by his stripes we are healed and that he is our healer and he doesn't heal the way that we think he should. Right. But it's hard to process that he did heal fully but that's not tangible for us, right? You exactly. know. So, how did you, how did you deal with the fact that you prayed for this, mm-hmm. but this didn't happen? Was there any, was there any of that for you, or were you just at that place with the Lord that you were able to just fully accept His will and the healing that He had in mind? Really great question. I, it was interesting because my
1: dad was a very strong believer, um, and. In that moment, it was very, he, he turned to, to us and I, I can't remember if I was there, my brother, or my sister, but I definitely was there with, with someone. And I looked at my dad and I was like, what do we do? What do we do? Because, you know, it's like, it didn't happen. And he's like, we, we don't lose faith. Like we, we let this scenario actually strengthen our faith. It's almost wow. like you have to make a, a cognitive decision you have to make a decision look i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna blame god i'm not going to which is a very easy thing to do Absolutely. in those situations um but i'm gonna i'm gonna let this grow my faith so for example heaven to me was so much more real after my mom passed away like oh, it, it, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it, you know? It's so, it's real, it's mm-hmm. it's a place, it's not just something made up or, or a fairy tale or a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me, it did actually um, enrich and grow my faith in a way that I, I never imagined. Mm-hmm. And so from that point on, um, I think it's a lot easier to help others um, who are going through that situation who are believers um, and can encourage them just to just be like, you know, um, you know, you get the people that say, well, they're they're in, a, they're in a bad place. Well,
0: guess what? They're in the best, they're in the best place. They're, they're in the presence of the Lord forever. Right. That's amazing. It is. And I, I don't think, I think before there's a grief or a loss in our life, like we, like you're saying, like we don't, I know that heaven's a real place, mm. but I don't necessarily probably think about it as often as I should. Right because it's not a tangible place and i haven't seen it it's just something that we believe right you know so it is sometimes hard when all of a sudden you're confronted with this unexpected loss then oh all of a sudden like do i really believe that heaven is real exactly right and as probably as hard bad as that is for like somebody who says they're a believer but you don't think that's not i don't go to church every sunday like thinking about heaven like even now being a mom I've really struggled with, like, I know I'm supposed to long for heaven, but I've waited so long for Charlie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, right. okay, God, ah, change my heart. Right. Because yeah. I want you to be my first love, and I want to want that, but I want this more. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. It's hard. It's it hard. is. It is. Um, mm. I know that we probably haven't talked about my story because we mostly pass conversation at the gym. <laughs> right, part. right. Um, and I'll just share briefly, um, because I really wanna get to some, like the stages of grief and mm-hmm. just not getting stuck in the process and stuff right. like that, you know? Um, so I moved to Nashville when I was 22 to sing country music, because that's what everybody does. <laughs> um, I didn't do that, obviously. <laughs> and I met a guy, you know, and started dating him. and. Just a wonderful, incredible Christian. Like I joined a church with him and I mm-hmm. thought, this is it. Like, well, God, I thought you brought me here to sing country music, but like you brought me here for, for this person. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was I was all in. We were ready yeah. to take that step. Um, about a year into it, I couldn't get a hold of him. So um I'm like that kind of stuff. I've always kind of been fearful just of something happening to somebody. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of been a part of my life mm-hmm. um, and so I'm texting and texting and calling it you know like what you would do when you can't find somebody that sure. you're looking for um, and about one o'clock in the morning that night I'm still awake because i'm I'm panicking asking everybody if they've seen him um, I get a knock on the door and it's a police chaplain and my pastors wow. um, and I just fell to the floor because I knew mm. what they were going to tell me and um, he had passed away in a motorcycle accident that night mm. and um, I struggled because I was supposed to be with him, but something came up and I didn't, wasn't able to go. Mm -hmm. Um, But at that age, I had never lost anybody. My great grandmother was a hundred, like she hasn't even passed yet at that point, you know? And I moved away from my family. So the only people that I knew were his people. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know what to do or how to process loss. So my reaction was to run from it. So I packed up my stuff and I called my family. And within a month, I had moved back to Florida. Um, I just, I couldn't handle, I couldn't handle the loss. I didn't know anything about the stages of grief. I didn't have anybody to talk to about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So just at such an early age, and then just all of the questions like, God, he was a great Christian doing these things for you. Like, why did you take him so early? And why did you bring me here away from my family to hurt me this bad? You know, like there was so many, so many questions, so many questions, and I was just so young and just didn't, thought I was gonna marry this guy, you know, and it, it, I mean, it was the hardest, one of the hardest moments of of my life at that point, for sure. I remember talking to my sweet grandma who just recently did pass, um, and she lost her husband when she was very young. Wow. Um, And we were not married, so we didn't have that investment. And I I understand that, you know, but it was still- It's a loss, it's still a loss for me. Um, and just hearing her pray and just understand, you know, like meant so much to me. Um, but I moved back home to Florida and I stayed there for two years and I was miserable. I was happy to be back with my family, of course, but I was working, I don't know how many jobs I had that year. I was just, or those two years, I was just trying to figure out like, what in the world do I do now? Like now I've not only had this great loss, but I failed at what I was supposed to do mm-hmm. because now I came back home. Right. So then there's, you know, there's just if you don't process. Right. And maybe an element of
1: did you have some survivor's guilt as well? Absolutely. You were supposed to be with I him was that supposed night. to be with
0: him. And right. then I told him not to come where I was because I wanted him to go do what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, if I would have just told him to come where I was, he wouldn't have been on that interstate. Sure. Yeah. Um, and the fact that like I was the only family, but not really that he had here. So I had to go and pick up the pieces of his motorcycle from the side of the road. And it was just an incredible Like I don't even know how to, I mean, I know you understand, you know, it just, just, but I didn't have what you had at that moment. I had anger at God. Mm -hmm. I had guilt for being alive. Mm -hmm. Um, I was completely lost in Nashville by myself. Didn't know. I didn't have anything to cling to. And I was a believer at that time, but I will say through his death, like I, the Lord has completely changed my life. Like that has, I moved here wanting to be a country singer and went back home, started leading worship and really never looked back. I obviously did move back up here to Nashville, but it was different. I just felt Mm -hmm. like the Lord had me here. Right. So, um, but that's kind of my, story, you know, that I wanted to share as we kind of go and process. Cause I, I just really want to make sure we get to the part where we do help people. And I love like what you had said about that. It is a process, right? You know, and we can't get stuck in it. Right. So right.
1: let's talk through that a little bit. Sure. So we, we talked a little bit about, um, the, the stages of yes. grief. Yeah. Um, so denial, mm-hmm. we'll just, I'll to read them through. Yeah. yeah, I've got my denial, anger, <laughs> Mm-hmm. bargaining, mm-hmm. depression, and finally acceptance. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times um, there are those people, and, and with good intentions, with good hearts, they tell you, oh, you need to be over it by a certain point, yeah. you need to get over it, you need to do this, you need to do that. Well, first of all, when, when I'm thinking through the process of grieving, I'm thinking about the fact that my relationship with my mom or my dad was not the same as my brothers or my sisters. So, and I'm not the same person as my sister or my brother or whoever it is. So we're all gonna go through that process differently. We process emotions differently as well. Um, thank God that we are so um, like well well-rounded in the fact that we've got that mind, will, and emotions aspect of us. And that's why I feel like it's really important to make sure that you go through the process because if you're gonna skip one or if you're gonna just push those emotions away, it's gonna come up eventually. It'll come back and kind of um, sneak up on you probably when you least expect it. Absolutely. And so I think those, um, the process and those steps. Now, everything I've ever thought about when it comes to those steps is that not everybody goes through them at the same time. At the same pace, mm-hmm. and even in the same order. So there may be someone that is originally depressed first, and then gets angry, and maybe through all of that, they're they've got a little bit of a denial. So it's 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 very um, it's not straightforward, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And you, I really feel like you do need to allow yourself to go through that process. And um, I was very thankful. I. Um, had lots of friends that were very supportive. I was thankful um, with my mom that my dad was still alive and I had my siblings. And then once my dad passed away, um, I still have my, still have my siblings mm-hmm. and very thankful for that mm-hmm. because, and they're both um, believers. We, we talk about them a lot and, um, and I'm thankful. So that support system is really important when you're going through that process as well um, to make sure you've got prayer, you've got mm-hmm. someone you can talk to, um, and if there's no family, there's no friends, then there's support groups out there. Especially
0: now. Yes. Like Facebook even has a million different support groups and stuff. Right. I mean, you don't even have to physically go anywhere if you don't want to, you can mm-hmm. find community right? and then connect with them somewhere else. You know, I mean, right. it's not like you have to walk cause that could be intimidating too. Just like mm-hmm. walking into somewhere like, Hey, I don't know these people. support and, me. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, I, when i was reading what you were saying not to get stuck in the process i i wrote down also i'm like sometimes for me i don't feel like i'm stuck in the process Mm -hmm. but i do feel like there's an element of like you were saying like it can pop back up like the process sometimes pops back up in my life where not so much now because i I mean it's been years for me it's different for you this Mm -hmm. is your parents right so for me like I'm married now, and you know I've thankfully to a wonderful man. Mm-hmm. They've got no God had for me, you know. But prior to that, I can see like something would trigger it, right? And I would be bawling my eyes out, or I would be angry, or I would mm-hmm. just spiral right back down to where I was again. Right. So I, I was stuck in that process because mm-hmm. I didn't process it, mm-hmm. you know. And I just think that's such a key is to allowing yourself the grace. Right to go through the process. Exactly,
1: exactly. And I also think, you know, for me, I still miss my mom, I still miss my, still miss you my dad. Do. You know, after all this time, it's been, oh my goodness, 17 years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are times too where I, you know, I'll shed a few tears, um, but it's not, again, it's not like I'm spending hours crying on the floor, right. you know, mm-hmm. um, and there's those, just the ache and, and missing them, missing their presence. Um, and I think that that's why, again, going back and, and making sure you go through that process um, because the, your emotions are going through a lot. It's like a big trauma. Um, you've lost somebody, they're, they're no longer here. Um, and so I think that's really um, important to, to seek out those things that can help you through the process.
0: Absolutely. And I love what you said about community um, because it, it's hard it's hard to open up and share life mm-hmm. with people, sure. you know. And I think it's important. Like, you don't have to share it with the world, right? But just to have that like core cr- group of people that you can call whenever, right? That know you, yes. That could be real enough with you to pull you up out of the pit when you're in it, right? You know, and yes. just say, okay, let's let's not stay here any longer. Or right. if you've stayed here for so long, they can help you, like, you yeah. know, just yes. kind of push you along and encourage you. And right. those people are just invaluable right for me and it it is hard to find i feel like i don't know if you find that but just getting older like Mm -hmm. and not living in the city that i grew up in Mm -hmm. it's really hard to make those connections sometimes because people have husbands or children and jobs and so like i'm not going to go eat on thursday night with you because i'm tired like you know exactly it's hard to like invest in those and cultivate those relationships sure but it has to be a huge part because we can't do this alone. No, for yeah, sure.
1: absolutely. And I think it's interesting too, I've got um, a couple of friends that have, have since my mom died and even my dad died, that have lost their parents or one parent. And you know, the interesting thing is like, I just, I didn't get it. I get it now. I understand and I'm so sorry, uh, you know, because for a lot of my friends, I was the first one that lost a parent. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to be sorry, but. I'm glad you understand now. Mm -hmm. And so if you are someone that is supporting someone in grief, another important um, thing to remember is just allow them to go through it, support as much as you can, pray. Mm -hmm. And even the small things, go over, bring them some coffee, um, go and, you know, let's go for a walk. Let's get you out of the house. Let's Mm -hmm. do some things that will kind of just break, break it a little bit. Um, and I think that's super important is just to be there and also to acknowledge, you know, sometimes you see these posts on Facebook and you're like, oh, here's this person again, talking about their right. their parent that's gone. But acknowledging, seeing that grief and, and loving them through it, it's so important. It's so important because the person on the other side um, needs those moments of acknowledgement um, that that person is gone and that you remember, I mean, um, it's so easy to, to say one line or one word of support to that person on a post or
0: to call them or text them and let them know, hey, I'm thinking about you. Yeah, that's so good. As opposed to thinking like, oh, here they are again. Yeah. Like they're doing this for attention. Right. Or, you know, because we right. don't, you're right. We don't know how people process. Right. We exactly. don't know how long, there's no timeline. Like there's nothing that tells us like it's supposed to take this long. Right. You know, yeah. um, I love the, the, um, the psalm that you put in here when we were talking about just some of the favorite Bible verses. Mm-hmm. Hear my cry, O God, again to my, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I.
1: I love that, it's my favorite <laughs> scripture of <It's>, all
0: time. Because <laughs> it, I mean, it applies to everything that yes. we could possibly be going through. Yes. And. Like he is big enough to handle our hurt and handle our anger, and you know it talks about him catching our tears. Mm-hmm. Just like thinking about some of those things so tangibly, beautiful. you know, right. it helps him become a father. Yes, and it beca- helps him become not this like far off being that we can't see or touch. But if we can bring him down to that daddy, that Abba Father, yes. you know, yes. like he's holding our tears. And I love um, that Carrie Job song. The more I seek you, yes, I want to sit at your feet. Just lay back against you yes. and, and breathe yes. and feel your heartbeat. Yeah, like to think of like this is he is a tangible like he is God. He is present with me. Like he knows what I'm going through. He knew that I was going to go through this, and he is enough to get me through it. Right. You know. Like,
1: the other part that's so amazing too is you've got the the great Comforter, the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, one really interesting thing is when my mom before she passed away, while she was still in the hospital. Um, is i had this dream and it was almost like i was looking at myself from outside of my body but i was it was a dream and i was laying on my my childhood bed and i just saw this comfort this it was almost like a blanket but i knew at that moment that it was the lord showing me that that he sent the holy spirit for comfort it was almost like the comforter was a, it was a comforter. It was a, it was a blanket, you know, <laughs> yeah. he was, he was like over me, covering me. And that was amazing because I thought he is the great comforter. So right. through the process, rely on the Holy Spirit to bring you comfort wherever, Absolutely.
0: wherever it, that comes. That's so good. Thank you so much for coming and for sharing. And I feel like we I'm can honored. do like Thank you. another show on all of the things. Yes, to go right. with. So <laughs> I just really appreciate you Anytime. coming. Anytime.
1: Thank, Thank you so much. I'm honored. Thank you.
0: We would love to connect with you. Follow us on social media at What If Video Podcast or check out our website by visiting ashleylmcclain.com. You can see what's coming up on What If, submit your What If questions, read Ashley's blog, and so much more. We can't wait to connect with you. Is Michelle not incredible? I just love her. And I love that I met her at the gym when I was pregnant and looking for a treadmill. I love how the Lord connects people. When I posted about this podcast, she was one of the first ones to reach out and, and say, hey, I don't I don't know if you're interested, but I would love to share my story about the loss of my parents and, and grieving. And, and honestly, like I, I didn't think that that was a show especially to do so soon. This is only our second episode of What If? But I am so thankful that we did because grieving and loss is a part of our life, whether we're believers or we're not. But if we are believers, we have that hope who is the anchor of our soul and his name is Jesus. We have the hope that we will see our loved ones again. We have the hope of heaven. We have the hope of eternity. We have Jesus and I love, I love the beautiful faith and picture that Michelle painted of heaven. She, she made it seem so much even more real to me and we talked about, you know, sometimes things in our Christian life because they're not tangible, it's really hard to, you just believe and you have faith, but sometimes it's hard. We're, we're giving something over to the Lord. We're giving our grief over. We're giving our loss over, but, but we're not physically handing something to someone. So it can be really difficult sometimes. It could be easier to hold on to that grief and get stuck in one of these stages that we talked about today. It can be easier to do that. But I, I hope that as we talked about this show, that that you heard a little bit about Michelle talk about how you know we can't get stuck in the process. And and I shared in my story how I kind of feel like the process repeated itself sometimes. Sometimes I was in denial, then I would accept it, but then I would be angry. So I, I don't know necessarily that my stages went one through five and and I will link the stages of grief to the website. So you can just click on the link below and you should be able to, to access that. Um, but I hope that you can visit that and just read through it. If you find yourself maybe stuck in one of these stages and just ask the Lord to help you process through how to get to the next stage, how to get to the next stage and to not be stuck in that process. I pray that today this show has helped you learn to give over some of this grief to Jesus because he wants to be there for you. We talked about the scripture today in Psalm 61. It says, he hears our cries. He holds our tears in a jar. He catches them. He knows every single tear. The Lord is for you. I just pray today that this show has brought you some peace and some comfort and some healing. We would love to hear from you and we would love to pray for you. So I hope you have a really great day and I can't wait to see you next time here on the What If video podcast.